0: Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Hawaii Vacation Connection. My name is Bruce Fisher. Thanks very much for checking in with us. Got a great podcast for you for this December 28th, 2010. This is our 430th podcast. So glad you're here. We're going to be talking about the weather in Hawaii. What else? That's the big story. We're also going to be talking about what to do if things go wrong before you get here because of the weather, because of things like that. We're also going to talk about our visit to Iolani Palace and also go over packages that have been booked in the last 24 to 48 hours. So if you're planning a trip to Hawaii, stick around for that because uh, we go over what things are costing so you can get some idea for pricing for your Hawaii vacation. This podcast is brought to you by us. We're the owners of Hawaii-Aloha.com. We're in Hawaii, Hawaii's experts. You can catch us on the web at www.hawaii-aloha.com. You can also reach us just by giving us a call at 1-800-843-8771. We do this podcast every Tuesday and Friday. And on Tuesday, like today, we talk about topics. And then on Friday, we answer questions from podcast listeners or customers or anybody who has some questions they'd like answered about Hawaii. So if you have a question that you'd like me to talk about, get it over to me. Just drop me a line at podcast at hawaii-aloha.com. And we would love to hear from you and help you plan your Hawaii vacation. Yeah, as I mentioned, you know, the weather is absolutely the big story in Hawaii right now. We've had several days of rain. And let's take a look real quick right now out at the crater, Cam. As you can see, it is overcast. We've seen scatter showers throughout the day today. I'm asking the folks in the live stream what they are experiencing across the islands, those people who are here. We have Blondie in Kailua. She is letting us know that there is a little sun trying to break through. Over on the Eva side, we hear it's still raining and overcast, but uh, pretty much I think today was a little bit better than it was yesterday in, in the, on the rainy side, on the rain part in that it isn't really pouring rain all over the place. But as you can see, it's uh, certainly not the perfect weather for a Hawaii vacation, right? But that shouldn't stop you, and we got some things to talk about regarding that as well. But first, I'd like to start off by talking about our visit uh, last week over at the Iolani Palace. and We just had a great time there, and I learned a lot of things about Iolani Palace that I never knew. And I want to talk about that a little bit. We got invited over there by the folks at the Iolani Palace. And one of our agents, Kalani uh, Asensio, was kind enough because his wife actually works there. She does a lot of important things over there at Iolani Palace. I understand she does everything over there. She's really a great woman. And uh, she, along with Kalani, got us invited over there to Iolani Palace. And I hadn't been to the palace in years. I kind of forgot what it even was you know, what it even entailed. But uh, they also not only got us invited, but we got a great uh, docent. That's the person that takes you around and gives you the tour, the tour guide. And uh, Fred Cachola was his name. And he's been a docent there for many, many years. He comes in every now and then. And we got treated to a great tour of Iolani Palace. And just some things that I, I, I never really knew about the palace and found out about, when we were there and a bunch of us, a bunch of the agents got over there. We didn't get a lot of pictures because you really can't, that's the thing you need to know. You can't take pictures inside the palace. You can take it outside the grounds and some of the other common areas where the gift shop is. And they have a really cool gift shop, by the way, it's like a trip down a mu- in a museum, you know, and you can even they have this great poster there with the lineage of uh, all the kings and queens and the entire monarchy, the Hawaiian monarchy. But one of the things about the Iolata Palace, it's the only palace of its kind in the entire country it's the only palace that we have that people can go to in the united states when you think about that that's pretty incredible because uh you know they wanted to uh, the, the the overthrow of the monarchy isn't pretty in fact when you go to the palace the first thing you want to do is get there early enough to watch this video It's a really great like 15 minute video, 10 or 15 minute video, which kind of uh, goes through the chronology of the entire overthrow and what happened at the palace there. And I'm not going to get into that because I've talked about that many times here about the overthrow. But it's kind of sad when you think about it, how it happened. But um, here we are many years later, and we have a lot to be grateful for, for the Hawaiian people and for this palace. And it has been restored once it became, once the monarchy was overthrown. It went back to becoming like a government building. It wasn't taken very well care of. And then it was restored to its current condition today. It took millions and millions of dollars to restore it. So if you're here, and especially on a rainy day, you might want to check out Iolani Palace. So we had this great tour, and there was a lot of things that I you know, that I, I learned that I didn't know. First of all, you know, when you go to the palace, you have to put on like little slippers to protect your feet. So, you know, they're like homemade little, I don't know, boot covers. What do you call those things? Shoe covers. So you don't damage the floor because the floor, everything in the in the uh, palace has been, you know, restored to a, to original condition. And we absolutely love the tour. When you get in there, you get to see um, a lot of the spaces that were used, obviously, during the monarchy. And, and when you uh, you come in through the back of the actual palace, but they kind of take you to the front and show you just how beautiful. And you can see these beautiful etchings, these glass etchings that were done on the, um, on the doors. And it turns out that the person who did the etchings, I forget his name was supposed to be putting up hula girls but he had never seen a hula girl and if you look at them they look sort of like angelic pictures of women in flowing like dresses and moos and stuff but it doesn't look like hula girls (laughs) and the other thing about it is the etchings were so large that it got interfered with where the doorknobs were so they had to move the doorknobs really low all over the, the the place um am i still recording here yeah, I'm still recording. Okay. Yeah. So you know, it's really it's really interesting to see some of the uh, little uh, things that you wouldn't really understand unless somebody told you. You know, why the doorknob's so low in the in the uh, palace. But when you get in, you get 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 to basically see all of the uh, palace, uh, uh, the, the the bottom floor, which consists of the entryway and also the blue room, and this is where all the guests were greeted and i forgot what they call that room but there's a hawaiian name for it but it's basically where all the guests would meet they would greet they would meet the king they would meet the queen and they would uh basically hang out there before they would go into the main chamber to eat and they call it the blue room because the furniture is blue actually it's blue furniture in there and it's all victorian and original furniture it's the original furniture you see that in there and fred Cachola was able to um Give us such interesting stories about the spaces and like the main dining room, which is right right adjacent to where you go into the uh, palace and where you meet and greet was a place where they entertained a lot of guests And a lot of famous people went in and out of that dining room because, you know, in those days, they didn't have the Internet. They didn't have newspapers. Here we are in the middle of the Pacific. So what the king would do and what the royalty would do is they would invite over a lot of famous people to kind of give them the news of the day to kind of like tell them about what's happening on the mainland. So people who were guests to Hawaii got invited over, especially if they were famous, to the palace. People like uh, Robert Louis Stevenson, famous writer. And so, you know, that's how they would keep up with the news and what was happening on the mainland. Uh, the king, interestingly enough, got his food not from the palace itself, but he used to like to get all his food across the street from the hotel at the Royal Hawaiian. <laughs> A lot of people don't know the actual Royal Hawaiian, the first hotel was actually built downtown. So I thought that was kind of cool that he never got his... And, and mostly the people that ate there got uh, were the servants and the people who were the staff at the palace, so he the king didn't even eat there. But when he would have these lavish dinners, they would be all out. In fact, uh, Fred Cachola tells the story that you know the, the king would get crazy sometimes, and he would invite like there was a theater right across the street from the palace, and he would invite the entire theater company to come over in their costumes and eat and have meals. So it was just it was just amazing, and um, we got to see the king's bedroom uh, where he slept and. I don't know what, maybe he had a toilet thing, but he used to sleep right next to the toilet, right? Boom, you know, next to it. I don't know, I thought that was weird. The room was huge, but here's the bed right next to the toilet on a little corner in the room. And, you know, every morning he had a human alarm clock, which I didn't know that. And, and like, one of the servants, I guess, or one of the uh, people that assisted him every morning would kind of be the human alarm clock he would come in in the morning and he would chant to the king and he would chant to the king uh chants that that involved uh references to his family and to all of the family members who stayed into the hotel so that the in in the palace rather so that the king would always be reminded of his lineage so that would happen a lot so it was very very cool and uh, you can get to see all of this history if you come. And I highly recommend getting a guide. They have guided tours, and they also have non-guided tours. Uh, the non-guided tours actually have just like a, you know, like a cassette and like a, uh, I don't know, they're using some kind of technology just to, to like you walk around and you hear the different stories of the different places. So I highly recommend you get the guided tour. And it, yeah, the king's bed was not next. To, it was next to the restroom door. It wasn't in the toilet. I, I yeah, I don't want to think, think. You know, the the king was that freaky. Okay, <laughs> thank you for pointing that out, Kalani. But the, I, you know, just the, the bedroom itself was just interesting, and just to see. To see that and to experience it, it was amazing, and it was it and like the king really didn't have to go very far for things. After he woke up in the morning, got his wake up, he would actually go in and work, and you got to see his working quarters. And this, just the whole tour is great. You want to get to it. I'm really rambling on about this tour, but I was just so happy to get this tour, and I highly recommend you do it. Definitely get a guide is the way to go if you're gonna do it. And uh, I'm sure you're going to really have a great time. Afterwards, I highly recommend combining it, that with uh, a lunch at town. There's at the uh, Hawaii State Museum. A lot of people don't realize we have a great museum right downtown. And you can combine a trip to Iolani Palace with the museum and then go eat at this great restaurant. It's uh, town downtown. And we had lots of good food there. I had the uh, chicken, the roasted chicken, which was really good with vegetables. And a lot of people had the pastrami panani. And there were some other really good, everybody loved the food there. It was just great. And Ed, oh, Ed Kenny is the uh, curator there. And that's the famous town restaurant. Yeah, awesome food. People loved it. It was great food. So you definitely want to combine maybe a trip to Iolani Palace with the museum. It's a great way to spend the day. And again, a thing you could do if it rains. And hopefully we won't have a, be having a lot more rain. In fact, I want to talk about that a little bit because uh, taking a look outside, you can see that uh, it's kind of cloudy out and the winter weather continues to be the big story here in Hawaii and really all across the country. We've had several challenges the past couple of days because of the weather on the mainland. And I wanted to talk about uh, a little bit about that because while we have weather here, you know what? Okay. So it's a little cloudy. It's a little rainy, but you know what? It's still almost 80 degrees outside. So it's not like it's cold and raining like where you are. <laughs> it's actually warm and raining. So it's not like this terrible, terrible weather, even though we have a little bit of cloudiness. So I want to talk a little bit about what you need to do and some things that you need to do to take action on if you get into a situation where for some reason there's a delay or cancellation of your flight and it does happen. Um, If you're planning a trip to Hawaii, these are just some little tips that I want to throw out there. If you're planning a trip to Hawaii, try to avoid the peak times, obviously, and, but if you have to come here during peak season, let's say you are going to be coming here during Christmas like a lot of folks are, plan in advance. And I highly recommend planning routes that connect you to the southern part of the country before you get here. For example, and this is a, mostly I'm talking now for people on the East Coast and people uh, you know, up in Chicago, the, you know, that area, the mid-north, uh, mid, uh, what is that, the northern Midwest part of our country like Chicago, Milwaukee, those parts of the country, that when you're coming from there, try to route yourself south to like Atlanta, even come to Atlanta and then over or to the airports in Texas. You know, Dallas and Houston has some good hubs and good connections if you can. Sometimes that's just not possible. So if at all possible, you definitely, definitely want to try and plan To try and not be in those major airports during the winter. It's really, I know, like if you're in New York, you know, fly south first and connect because that's what a lot of people are getting rerouted to right now anyway. So if you can do that and maybe pay a few extra bucks, especially if you're doing an advanced booking, we're going to get you these great rates. So uh, keep in mind that you can do some things before you even come here to plan for some kind of contingency in case you are delayed. Now, weather. Weather delays are something that nobody can do anything about. In fact, most insurance does not cover weather delays. So if you have like our cancellation waiver or, uh, you know, that's not going to cover you, a cancellation waiver. If you have insurance, make sure that you're going to have weather coverage because most of the insurances do not cover weather problems. And what's going to happen if there's a storm? Well, first of all, one of the things you want to do is keep a close eye on what's happening. If you know, if you feel like there's going to be weather a week from now, there's nothing we can do about that. And I've had people call me, they say, you know, they say, Bruce, you know, I just heard like next week, in 10 days, there's going to be a storm in, Hawaii, in, in, in Chicago. I, I want to change my flights. Really, that's too early to be doing it. You really can only make changes and be concerned about this a couple, a day before, 24 to 48 hours before you leave. That's when you need to start, you know, being concerned. And what you want to do is you want to follow all the alerts on the websites from the various airlines and you want to, you know, do your due diligence to keep in touch to make sure that you're finding out as much information. Keep, keep aware of any alerts because a lot of times we're going to be your agent, but we may not have all of the information, last minute information. All of that information usually is going to be coming from the airlines direct, and we're not going to get it, especially 24 hours before. So if possible, keep an eye on all the alerts from the individual airline websites. You also want to be sure that you um, you check to make sure that if there is gonna be a delay, what are gonna be your, your options, okay? The first thing you wanna do when there is a delay and is is get to, if you're at the airport, is get to the counter first because we get this all the time. If somebody calls up and there's a cancellation, we want you to get to the counter. That's the first thing you do. And go if it's a long line, get on that line, because that's gonna be the place you're gonna get the most help. And you want to remain calm. So many times people get upset about this, and it's understandable that you're going to get upset. But you definitely don't want to get too crazy mad because of something like this. Yes, um, Paul is saying there is insurance coverage that is delayed due to weather, but not all of the coverages include weather. I'm just saying make sure that you have that weather coverage. So thanks for clarifying that for me, Paul, because there is insurance coverage for weather. But make sure that's included in the policy that you chose, because if you have a waiver, for instance, you know, just a cancellation waiver, it's not going to include weather delays because you're already supposed to have left. So keep that in mind when you're you're doing your insurance. But um, the first thing you want to do is go to get to that ticket counter right away. It's going to be your best hope for a resolution. And then you should call us because we want to know you want to talk to Yeah, don't piss off airline employees. Let's just underline that. Be really nice because they are going to help you. And they, you know what, they're, you know what, they're trained for these situations, but they want to try and, this is not a happy time for them either. They want to try and solve the problem for you. So make sure you do that and then get on the phone with an agent, with your agent here. And you want to find out what alternatives are available so that you know when you get up to that line Your agent has told you, look, we know that there may be some flights available a little later or on this airline. So that when you get to the, you know, to the counter person, you're armed with flight information. Because a lot of times, you know, they're so busy there, they may not be looking at all the flights. But you already, and you know, because they're dealing with people from all over the country, you know what flights that are available because you've talked to us and we've given you those flight availabilities. You can also do that with like... PDAs now. I mean, you know, a lot of the um, apps that are out there are going to show you very easily what flights are going to be available. And so be armed with that and be very calm and nice because there's really, there's really no other way to be in this situation. I know that it's tough because, uh, you know, you've, you've saved up maybe your, uh, a long time for this trip and, and, you know, a lot of effort has gone into planning the trip and here you are stuck in an airport. So, it's, it's kind of like a worse, it's your worst nightmare. But, you know, at that time, that's when we as your agent are going to become your advocate. This is when we do our best work. Uh, we had a situation here just yesterday where somebody was... Um, going to be flying out of new york but we were we we were aware of their flights and we had already our agent had already checked to see what availabilities we were already did the work to find out where they could go before it even happened so but a lot of this is not going to happen unless until the flight is canceled you know until the flight is actually canceled in the system we can't even make any changes to it people say you know well i know the flight's going to get canceled but if it hasn't been canceled we can't even do anything with the booking And very often when there are these issues, they freeze it, it freeze us agents out of the system and we can't even make changes to bookings. So um, we're going to be your advocate. We're going to be kind of your go-to person. We're going to help you any way we can. But uh, just understand, we are limited. At this point, we are just going to be your consumer advocate. And we're going to also find out right away if anybody's going to, you know, if if your flight is going to be delayed, we're going to get on the phone. We're going to let the transportation company know. We're going to let the hotels know. And we're going to keep an eye on that. Now, as far as refunds go, let's say you are going to miss your plane. You're going to come out a day later. Very often, we can get refunds for you. But a lot of times we won't know until after the fact. So we can't promise you immediately when you call us that we're going to get a refund for you. We have to check most of the time. I can tell you that the hotel chains have been very, very cooperative. And very rarely have I seen um, them charge somebody because of a a weather delay if if it can be documented. So keep all of that in mind. And just know that, you know, having an agent here is going to be very helpful, but there's a lot of stuff that you have to take responsibility to do on your own. And that is checking and keeping in touch with us. So hopefully that helps you out. And just remember, you know, these things happen and it's probably a good thing your flight was canceled because you don't want to have anything happen in the air. That's for sure. And a lot of times if you are relocated to another airport, um, like we had, we've had situations where people get rerouted to another airport, but then their flight isn't connected to their final destination here in Hawaii. There's lots of scenarios that can take place, but uh, we fared out pretty well. We've had several people that were stuck. Uh, we had one couple, one family that's not going to be able to come here until next week because of the one delay. But for the most part, we've worked through all of the problems that we've had because of the weather delays coming out here in the, you know over the past couple of days. So hopefully that helps you out. Hopefully that helps you in um, thinking about the options. And we're going to be doing a whole blog about this. I've also blogged about this in the past. There's some tips up on the website and also the the podcast page as well. So hopefully that helps you out. Don't forget, we do this every Tuesday and Friday. If you'd like to see the show live, uh, join us around the one to two o'clock hour and come into our chat room. We have lots of agents there and we can answer questions. There's some questions uh, uh, getting answered in our live chat right now about hotel chains. There are no hotel chains in Kailua, Kailua, there is that one place, uh, Schrader's, Schrader's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you talking Kailua Kona? There's a question in there about Kailua if there is hotels. But there is a chain uh, on in uh, Kaneohe Bay. It's not a chain, but it's a it's kind of like a hotel motel called Schrader's, which is okay. It's nothing special. But if it's Kailua Kona on the big island, there are lots of places. Anyway, I am running way, way out of time here. I've got a couple of packages that I want to talk about that have been booked in the last 24 hours. First, we have a package here for one, two, three people from April 13th to the 20th from Atlanta to Maui and also Oahu. They're going to be staying in Maui at the Castle Camioli Sands in a one-bedroom, two-bath. Actually, they're, not go- they're only going to Maui on this one. So, but they're going to be going through Honolulu on the airfare. Total package price thirty three seventy seven. Great price. Advanced booking for April. Congratulations to the Danette family, Sonora, Sanchez, and Shrandra. Thank you very much for your business. We really do appreciate it and want to congratulate these folks. They're going to have a great time. And also to Tara over at extension 36. Next package is for two people coming in from... Where are these guys coming in for? Shreveport, Louisiana, going to Maui, staying at the Kanapali Shores. They're leaving May 25th to June 1st. They're going to stay in a two-bedroom ocean view at the Kanapali Shores. You know, that that Kanapali Shores is a great property. It's got everything going on. It's sort of like a nice combination between a hotel and a condo. And, uh, they're also got that minivan total package price for one, two, three, four, five people total package price, $6,025. Wow. Terrific package. Congratulations to you guys. Congratulations to the tailors and over to Calais. She's the agent that put that one together over at extension 31 total package price, 6025 And then finally, uh, we have another package for one, two, three, four people. This is a multi-island package staying in Maui and Kona and also over on the Big Island. I mean, over on Oahu, so three islands. They're coming in from Denver March 11th to the 23rd. They're going to be staying at the Sheridan Maui with an upgrade, partial ocean view, and breakfast for two. And over on Kona, they're going to be staying at the Royal Kona Reserve, partial ocean view. And then over here on Oahu, staying at the Holiday Inn, the Beachcomber. With the third night free. Total package price, get this, for four people, three islands, 9000 000- three hundred sixty five dollars Wow, fantastic package you know you can get in under ten thousand dollars three islands for four people you are really getting a great price and these are all fine hotels great packages take advantage of third night freeze and the breakfast deals that's what an agent will do for you folks we're gonna get you the good deals we're gonna get you more value for your money because that's what people tell us they want they don't necessarily want the cheapest package with the crummiest hotel they want the best package with the best value for their dollar. And that's what these folks are getting. So, congratulations to the Dessing family. We do appreciate it. Gary, Norma, Wayne, Cynthia, you're all going to have a wonderful time in Hawaii, and congratulations to Tara once again. Tara's on fire this month, having a great December. Congratulations to you, Tara, over at Extension 36. So, there you go. There's some ideas for you. If you'd like us to work on your Hawaii vacation package or you just need ideas, you need a second opinion, contact me. We'll be happy to help you out. We have 15 agents, full-time agents that are here uh, will, ready and willing to help you plan your most memorable Hawaii vacation. This is going to wrap it up. This is going to be our last show for the, uh, for the year. I uh, want to thank you all for participating and being part of it. We've, we've now going into our fifth year of this podcast. Pretty excited about it. And we have some great plans for shows for next year for you. I want to thank you very much for tuning in. And we're going to see you again next year. For my beautiful wife, Yael Ling, all of us here at Hawaii Aloha Travel, all of our agents, our bloggers, our podcasters, everybody who's involved with us, we're going to say aloha, mahalo, happy new year, and we'll see you next year.